0: Hello, and welcome to ESM Square, the podcast for experienced social media marketers. I'm Emily, your host and long term member of the team here at Iconosquare. Iconosquare is one of the leading analytics and management tools for Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. We're proud to work with some of the biggest agencies in the world, as well as huge brands such as Patagonia, Sephora, Versace, and even NASA. If you're new to Iconosquare or just haven't got around to checking out our tools before, you can start with the basics by heading over to audit.iconosquare.com and getting a free audit of your Instagram and Facebook accounts to find out once and for all where you're flying high and where you're falling flat. These audits are extremely helpful when it comes to identifying problem areas and efficiently improving your social media strategy. If you're a regular listener of ESM Squared, you'll know that we have two types of episodes. The interviews with social media experts, where professionals share with me and all of you their experiences working with social media, as well as their internal strategies, tips, tricks, and more. And we also have tutorial episodes in which I talk all by myself about a particular topic, which can often be a burning question for social media marketers like you and help guide you into making strong decisions for your social strategy. This episode is an interview and I was delighted to interview Joël Godel in charge of marketing at Hivency. Hyvency is a 360 degree solution for influencer marketing and customer reviews. And these guys are based in Paris, so basically Icon neighbours if you don't mind the three-hour train journey. I chatted with Joël about all things influencer marketing from his expert perspective, so you'll definitely have some interesting takeaways at the end of this episode. I'd really appreciate it if you could subscribe to the podcast and leave us a rating once you're done listening. And don't forget you can trial Iconosquare for free for a whole two weeks and you don't need to share any credit card information to get started. Contact me directly for any questions or feedback via emily at iconosquare.com. Today I'm joined by Joël Godel from Hyvency. How are you today Joël?
1: I'm fine thank you and you Emily.
0: Great, thank you. Let's get straight into the questions. Um, I wanted to start out uh, this chat by asking you about Hyvency in general. Maybe you could tell our listeners a little bit about the company, what it is that you guys do, and maybe more specifically what your role is within the team.
1: Okay, so Hyvency is a influencer marketing platform. So basically, we help brands and companies to find influencers and consumers to talk about their products. So we have been uh, created four years ago and we have uh, today around uh, 4,000 influencers working with us in many countries, many in Europe. And we help uh, brands like L'Oréal, Sephora, uh, brands in the food industry also, brands in the technology industry, find influencers and uh, consumers to talk about their product, give reviews, share stories about their experience with the different services and products they can offer.
0: Great. We have a lot of um, customers in common, actually, I think, with Um Can you walk me through the process from the moment that Hivency onboards a new client to the delivery of your final service?
1: So the flow is as, is as follows. When a contract is signed, there is a first handover done between the salesperson and the customer success team to make sure that they have all the information to prepare the account. Then we have a kickoff. And during this kickoff, we make sure that the salesperson is also in the meeting to validate the alignment of everyone. We want to make sure that all the information that was given during the sales process and everything that was agreed upon is still true and accurate when we start working with uh, the account. So during this meeting, we uh, discuss about uh, the objectives, campaign IDs, the onboarding process itself. Uh, making sure that also we give an overview of the platform to the audience because often you will have people who are from the management team or from other departments that are coming uh, in the kickoff meeting to understand what they are going to work with. And they might not have a full picture of what the platform can deliver. Then we go through a training. And most of our plans comes with a dedicated customer success manager. But for the plans without uh, this kind of support, we still have help centers, tutorials, and even an influencer marketing academy to help people better understand what you can achieve with influencer marketing. And we have also a customer success manager that can intervene from time to time on those accounts to make sure that they make the most out of the platform.
0: And what would you say that professionals are looking for today in an influence partnership? Uh, What are their goals? Um, How successful are they in their results?
1: So one thing that is super important is trust. People are looking for influencers when you are a consumer to get the information they need, to get the knowledge, and to have a source of information that is reliable and that is uh, expert on a domain. So the brands are looking for this trust to be able to start a conversation with potential consumers. They want influencers to carry the same message, brand values, and really address the right audience because it's, it's a matter of fit. There is a fit between the influencer, the audience, and the brand. And when those three are working well together, it's where you get the most success. We also rely on influencer as a brand and companies to get content. Those influencers have, are very knowledgeable of what people are expecting. They also have a creative tech on how to present products and services. And this creation, this user-generated content is very valuable for the brand because it's an opportunity to show the product in a different way and also give proper experiences, proper testimonial of how you use a product with real humans. When it comes to the goals, you can achieve many things. Most of the brand are looking for awareness. Working with influencers is an opportunity to reach out to a huge audience that has interest in your product or your domain, and will help you reach uh, people on different channels. It could be TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, and this way you are going to be more and more visible. So, the the, the difference with C is we work with micro influencers and nano influencers, meaning that there are people with very small communities. Meaning that instead of working with one famous person, you might be working with 100 micro influencers who are going to have multiple audience and multiply the messages to make sure that people know you exist. Other brands are looking for sales. Generating sales is, of course, important for a lot of companies and they work with us to send promotional codes to influencers for them to help their community benefit from it. Sales generation is something that works only if you have been doing influencer marketing for a long time or if your brand is really well known. Lastly, uh, you've got engagement. With influencer, you've got a higher engagement rate. Since you have a conversation that is more on the same level, since you are talking with experts that uh, should be unbiased when it comes to talking about the product, there is more engagement for the community because they know the influencer. They have been listening or reading or watching their content for a long time. So they are very comfortable with what they provide and they engage a lot with it. So that's very interesting in terms of building loyalty. And as a bonus, you've got also the reason to believe. As marketers, we love reasons to believe. And when you work with influencers and consumers to do reviews, you get those example of why you should trust a brand. How is really the product feeling when you apply it on your skin? Is it working? Is it not working? We make sure that people give authentic review and we avoid uh those impression of everything is perfect with the products because the reality is a product can be good for someone and not so good for someone else. I can try a uh, shampoo for curly hair. It won't be super efficient with me. An influencer is efficient with his audience after months and months of creating content. That's why they create so much content. They have their own tone, their own way of using the products. And that's what the, the, the people listening to them are looking for. You know, they want to make sure that they recognize themselves in those influencers, even if those people are can be aspirational. Mm-hmm.
0: Can you give me any examples of brands that Hyvency is working with or has worked with and how they manage to keep on track with their objectives?
1: So we we, we are working with a, a lot of, of uh, famous brands. We are working with uh, all the big cosmetics firms, to be honest. We have uh, L'Oréal, we've got uh, Este loader, we've got plenty of ones, uh, of that size. We are wor- working a lot with uh, uh, labs that does uh, pharmaceutical products uh, like um, a food supplement, uh in Spain, in France. We work a lot with, uh, with uh, clothing, so we've got ASICS, for example. Uh, we work a lot with uh, uh, food, we've got Michel and Augustin uh, in France which is a well-known brand in France, and who is working with influencers, for example, to help design their packaging. So a a typical campaign uh, with IUNC can be an influencer uh, campaign or a consumer reviews campaign. If I look at the influencer campaign, we are talking about a brand who is going to activate between 10 to 50 influencers, usually micro-influencers with community around 10 to 50k uh, followers mostly on instagram today it's what we see uh, we are starting to see a move towards TikTok, but it's very early stages because brands are not yet ready uh, to make this move and they will uh, work on focusing on testimonials on the product so a lot of them are looking for first benefiting from the audience so making sure that They reach out to more people and uh, and generate uh, awareness, but also they want to get the content that is ultimately produced to use it for their uh, social ads, for their website, to be able to demonstrate what their product is all about and what are the people saying about it.
0: Are you noticing that more brands are turning towards micro-influencers these days? Or uh, are there still many brands who are going towards the big guys, the really big celebrities to market their products?
1: One of the challenge with macro influencers and celebrities is that, first, they are leading to a huge risk for a brand. If you look at what is happening with uh, those influencers promoting cryptocurrencies, Uh, promoting products that are dangerous for the health, you see that there is a massive backlash possible for the brand. So going for those macro-influencers and celebrities means that you are vouching for their way of living and puts you in a difficult position when something goes wrong. Secondly, working with macro-influencers becomes more and more complex because they are quite accessible in terms of uh, being able to reach out to them, but they usually work with agencies, meaning that they are very busy. They are hard to to get uh, the nice timing for matching your campaigns, for example. The cost of working with those people is very expensive. We are talking about tens of thousands of euros uh, for a publication. And they are doing a lot of collaborations, meaning that you end up being part of a nice Instagram world full of uh, products. So we call them catalog profiles because... They do that for a living, and so they spend a lot of time doing collaboration, which is a a side effect of being popular. So the brand look also uh, towards micro and nano influencers more and more and reducing the communities because they see two interesting points with it. First, engagement rate is way better when it comes to micro and nano influencers. We are talking about five to seven times better in terms of of, uh, uh, conversion rate for engagement. But also, you've got people with very niche audiences, so way more targeted. And we all know that we have a segmentation that is more and more precise every year through a social media, through a center of interest, and also through influencer marketing.
0: Can you tell me what the difference is between influencer marketing and consumer reviews? Like, What's, what's better? Should you use them both?
1: Typically, you should use both because first, influencer marketing is useful for brand awareness, for long-term effect. But when it comes to sales generation, I told you that it's, it takes a bit of time to, to get the benefit. Uh, it requires for you to use promotional code and which is interesting, but has a cost in terms of margin. When it comes to consumer reviews, we see that more and more consumers are looking towards those reviews, even if they know that they need to be careful about the way they read them, you need to have some. Not having reviews means people are not using your product, not interested in talking about your product, and so it's not a good sign. What we want to make sure with consumer reviews is that we've got reviews that are first going beyond the five stars, because having stars... It's not very useful because we see the behavior of uh, people navigating the website. What they do, they look at the top uh, stars, so five stars. They look at, at the reviews for the one stars, and they make an opinion out of that. Unfortunately, the, the reviews tend to be very short. You've got reviews of five words, great, not so good, bad customer support, or whatever, which is not helping me with my, my purchase. What I'm looking as a consumer in reviews is how do you use it? What were the challenges with it? What is good about it? What is bad about it? Uh, is it working or not? But you want to have an experience put into context. Because something that is working for someone that is similar to me in terms of uh, skin, in terms of uh, hair, in terms of uh, behavior, m- might be more relevant to me than someone who is just saying it's good or bad as a product. So consumer reviews are important because we know, and it's, it's been demonstrated many times and if you look for, for studies online, you will find a, a number of studies that to show you that conversion ratio is better when you've got reviews. When you've got reviews that are long, you've got better uh, conversion also. When you have reviews that are recent, like two or three months maximum uh, old, you've got better uh, conversion ratio. So you need to have a strategy that is a long-term effort. When it comes to influencer marketing and consumer reviews, you need to bet on a yearly plan. You cannot do a one-off. You need to invest and do regular campaigns, whether it's uh, campaigns for influencer marketing or to get consumer reviews. Those need to happen every other month.
0: Okay, and I guess that that actually applies to everything. It's not just uh, like skincare, beauty, the rest of it. It can be a SaaS, somebody with a service to sell. It can be, um, I mean, I guess anything, anything that can have reviews online, right?
1: Yeah, it, it, it works for every business. As a company, we worked a lot on uh, the review we get on Google My Business, on the reviews we get on uh, G2 Crowd, so a platform dedicated to uh, reviewing uh, soft, SaaS uh, software. This is super important. You need for people to get a better look at what you do. And they need an unbiased view. So consumers is the way to go.
0: And how do you at see measure consumer campaigns to, to get their success rate? So
1: the way we look at it, there are a, a series of metrics. We don't look at the number of stars because this depends on the product. It's it's not up to us to decide should this campaign uh, generate five stars review or three stars review. Uh, some of the brands that works with us are saying we've got too many stars. We would like to have more reviews that are negative because we need to counterbalance but also because brands see the value of uh, consumer reviews when in the content they hold. For example, uh, if I review a product on a website, I might give a comment about logistics about customer support, about packaging, about uh, the the size of, of the product or whatever. And this helps with defining what should be the next product, but also how to present the product in a way that is more relevant for consumers. And this is very valuable. To look at the success, we will look at the number of products sent and how many reviews we got out of them. So that's the first asset. Typical uh, sampling company, so a company where you send product and they um, ask for consumers to leave review, will have a, a, a percentage of review done around 60%. At Ivancy, we are lucky enough to have a community that is well-engaged with us, and we are closer to 90 to 95% reviews, meaning that for 100 product sent, you get 95 reviews, which is way more uh, cost-efficient. The second aspect of of success will be in the content itself. How much content is generated? Can I leverage what's in the content? And that's something we can assess. We can tell you how many words we have on average per review. And lastly, and that's more on the company side, is what was the impact on conversion ratio? And that's a matter of A-B testing, a matter of following up on the metrics, and that's out of our scope. We would like to have those numbers and sometimes we've got c- customers coming back to us with uh, those numbers to help us better assess the KPIs you can expect as a business but this is the l- ultimate goal is improving conversion ratio.
0: Joël, is there anything that stands out to you as a memorable moment in your work, maybe a proud moment, something that that you remember?
1: It, it's funny you ask this question because it's something that happened not so long ago uh, it's the time when I promoted our community manager to become a lead community. So at IUNC, we created a community team dedicated to all the influencers and consumers on the platform to make sure that they are happy with us, they understand their responsibility towards uh, the brands they work with, but also f- to help them grow as influencers, create better content, manage the relationship with brands uh, in a better way, in a more professional way, And we have uh, community managers, classic community managers who work with the community. So the day I promoted this person who started with us as community manager, she was one of the first people working in the company. She was an intern. She moved within the organization. is now leading the community, meaning she's managing six people and she is working on the strategy on how to acquire new influencer, how to activate them and how to make sure they stay with us forever. And and this is a, a, a big uh, pride because it really reflects uh, the way the company is seeing talent and the way we invest in talent.
0: And is there anything that you could tell me about your position as CRO in the influencer marketing platform that is hivency that would surprise me? There are two
1: things. Yeah, two surprises for you because one is never enough. The first one is I'm originally a marketer, and for this kind of role uh, in our business, 95 or 98% of people who have a a title of chief revenue officer or chief commercial officer are coming from the sales. And uh, and that's a a huge, huge difference in terms of the way we approach uh, the job. And the second one is I have people asking me all the time when I'm going to leave my company. Because I've been changing uh, uh, quite often, uh, my, my, my companies, and, and they always look at the clock and say, "Oh, you've been with us for a long time now. Are you going to stay?"
0: Well, I suppose that's something that that kind of comes with the with the industry of working in in SaaS, especially. I feel I, I don't know if it's worldwide, but I know that in Europe I see it a lot. Especially in, we have a, an office in Berlin, as you know, and I know that Berlin is like a hub and for the young people working in SaaS and they they never stay in one spot for a very long time. So I guess it's like, it's kind of expected that people would move around and continue to move around. But I mean, thank goodness you found somewhere that you feel that you want to stay for a while, I hope.
1: Yeah, I think I think the opportunity to change role and uh, and being in a business that is evolving very fast because influencer marketing is moving very fast. Our product needs to to keep up with all the changes happening on the platforms. On uh, TikTok, on Instagram, etc, it means that uh, the, the job is renewed every day, and uh, working with uh, 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 a company of people who is growing and uh, you know we are currently I think uh, hiring 30, 32 people. it's just crazy. You have new people joining in new talent, new things we are going to to explore, and that's super exciting.
0: Yeah. Extra brains on the team. It's a recipe for, for some new ideas and some new strategies. So that's really good. Yeah. We're the same. We have loads of, uh, of new faces coming in all the time. Okay. Let's move on to the quickfire questions. So I'm looking for the first answer that comes into your head. Number one, what takes up the most of your time on any given workday?
1: Conversation. I spend six or seven hours a day just talking to people. I think it's very exciting. It, it can, it, it's not just meetings where you've got uh, an agenda and you need to, to, to make, uh, you know, create a process or think about something complex. It's sometimes just, how oh, am I going to support people in my team? And my team is quite vast with uh, sales people, marketing people, customer success uh, people, meaning that I need to change my way of seeing things and I need to adapt to a lot of context that, uh, it was depending on the job, depending on the, on the client. And that's super exciting.
0: What are your favorite accounts on social media? This can be any platform and they're personal to you.
1: The, the one that I follow the most is Seth Godin because it's a, he's an expert in marketing. He's a, a very charismatic person. He's full of wisdom. He's always happy to share what he's working on. He's comfortable with challenging the status quo. And and he's he's a, a doer, you know. Uh, one of his latest posts is about writing, and he says, you know, just write, then improve, then repeat, and then you start to have a blog. And and it it really shows you all the struggle you might have in a company where you overthink things, where you don't challenge enough uh, what is happening. And I I really like following what he's uh, saying.
0: Yeah, definitely love him. I'm in the fan club too. <laughs> <laughs> And finally, um, what advice could you give to social media managers out there?
1: I would say three things. First, consistency. I'm 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 very uh, tough on consistency. I want you know I think that being consistent is what helps people find the way uh, and understand what you are all about. Secondly, do constant benchmark. The technology is evolving. The platforms are evolving. People are evolving. The trends of what's working or not is changing every day. And you need to be constantly benchmarking and be able to adapt. And lastly, be ready. If you are consistent and you listen to what's happening on the market, you need also to prepare for what you can't plan for always, like a bad buzz, anticipating the risk, knowing how you are going to react, because that's the toughest. Because when it comes to social media, things are moving very fast. People are expecting direct answers. And sometimes you just need to take the time. And so you need to know that everyone in the organization is okay with the fact that you are going to take the time to, to reply, to make a decision, to push the communication out. And this requires a lot of anticipation.
0: Yeah. And keeping a, a cool head as well, I guess. Crisis communication, making sure that you're ready, but also that you're not going to, to react in the wrong way. It's very important. Yes. Yeah. Well, Joelle, thank you very much for your time today. Uh, huge thanks for all of the information that you've given. I'm sure that everybody's going to enjoy listening as much as I've enjoyed it.
1: Yeah, thank you very much.
0: That's all for today's episode. Don't forget you can check out our other tutorials and interviews with experienced social media marketers on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts and TuneIn please don't hesitate to give this episode a rating. And for all questions and comments or to inquire about being interviewed on ESM Squared, contact me directly via emily at iconosquare.com.